I eased myself from shadow to shadow and doorway to doorway as I tailed him down the darkened streets of Brooklyn, stalking my prey in the age-old chase of hunter and hunted. Gad, it was great to be back on the streets again. The darkness enfolded me in her lusty embrace, and I could feel my heart pumping and my blood flowing as I silently glided down the seedy byways of the city. For such a drunken man, Gerbel was surprisingly agile and seemed to be headed for a specific destination. Finally, he paused in front of a small house, pulled out a key, and fumbled at the door, trying to get it open. Then I pounced. What? he blathered as he tried to figure out what was happening to him. I pulled him into a black hollow under a bush, covering his mouth with my gloved hand. Tell me about Petite Cerise, I ordered the man, unstopping his mouth. No, was the gut response. He, he's crazy. Tell me about Petite Cerise, I repeated, bending one of his arms back until it began to hurt. I can't. He, he'll kill me. Tell me about Petite Cerise, I demanded, or I will kill you here and now. Ah, he gasped out in pain. Stop. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. Tell me about Petite Cerise. He came back and put out my eye, the ventriloquist said, almost crying. He and his friends, they put out my eye. Why? Be- because I knew too much about him. He said, he said, he said, he said. Then he hiccuped. I shook him hard. Snap out of it. He, he said that if I told, he would take the other eye as well. Told what? Oh, oh God, I can't say. I bent his arm back even further. Stop, please! Once, when we got drunk together, he told me his life story, told me how his family was ruined, and he said he only lived now to get revenge on the big people, all of the big people, and on one big person in particular. Suddenly the front door cracked open, and a bright light slashed across the front porch. Justy, is that you? A woman's squeaky voice asked. Before I could do anything, the ventriloquist twisted out of my grasp and ran for safety. I just caught a glimpse of a three-foot-high figure silhouetted in the doorway before the aperture slammed shut in my face. I didn't try to pursue him further. I'd found what I wanted. I made my way slowly back to the street, back to the point where I'd been dropped off several hours earlier. Five minutes later, the black sedan oozed out of the night and poured itself on the street in front of me. I pried open the right rear door and settled myself down on the leather seat while peeling off my mask. The Grand Marnier, I said to no one in particular, and the automobile accelerated once more, taking me back to my refuge.